0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm Registered Dietitian, Now What?, and where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. My lovely conversation today is with Sherry Adams, my first nutrition manager and one of the smartest nutrition support dietitians I know. Another blog post this week I'm working on for Wisdom Wednesday, so make sure to go check it out at annelizabethrd.com, and you can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at annelizabethrd. Today's conversation was with Sherry Adams. She's not only a registered dietitian, but she's a nutrition support expert. Sherry was my clinical preceptor during my internship, and she taught me everything I know about tube feedings and TPN. She also believed in me so much as an intern, she offered me my first registered dietitian job. She has such a special place in my heart, and I knew Sherry's journey was interesting, but it was also wonderful to sit down with her and listen to her story again. Please enjoy. Excited to spend the day with you today. Just talking a little bit more about your path as a registered dietitian. We work together, and I've known you for a long time. But I kind of want to know where you got started. Like, what was it about nutrition that got you interested in being a dietitian?
1: Well, actually, I was majoring in home economics at first. You were, yes. <laughs> and I ended up taking a lot of nutrition and health classes. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked it, and I like the preventative part of nutrition. Okay, you know, helping people not get sick versus taking care of them after they're sick, which is totally what I'm doing now. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got started. So I got my bachelor's in it was actually human development and family. So when you in were in
0: college, act. you that's you were you started out doing home ec, mm-hmm. and then. As part of that major, you had to take nutrition classes. Right. Exactly. And so, when you were, do you mind me asking, like, what you thought when you started doing that in home ec kind of? It,
1: it was actually in the home ec college, but it was human development and okay. family. So, it, so was, it was just kind under of, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, so, you
0: always wanted to kind of do like the human development yes. type aspect. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then I got that. I figured I might as well, you know, finish that degree. So okay. I did. And then I just I went and I worked for a year actually at a weight loss center with a dietitian. A okay. Yeah. And then Nebraska at the time, the university had a master's program where you could do your internship, okay. do your masters. I had to go back and take some prerequisites, but then I got my RD that way. Okay. After I got my masters.
0: Oh. Okay. So, so you worked in the weight loss clinic. Mm-hmm. What kind of weight loss clinic
1: it was, was it like? It was just a commercial one. It was okay. bad. It was bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they had a diet but they had a dietitian. They had a dietitian. That's yeah, interesting. it was it was I'm kind of old. You're so di- it was a long <laughs> time ago and it was in Denver. I was living in Denver. You were in Denver at the time. Yeah. And actually actually I I, I actually went to Iowa City before that. I skipped a step and I worked okay. as a diet tech okay. at the hospital at University of Iowa. So I did that. I had a boy up there, so I went up there and did that. Was this after college then, too? After college, okay. yeah. And you and went then, to college here in Nebraska? In Lincoln, yeah. In Lincoln. Okay. Both okay. degrees in Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot that step. I went out there and I did diet tech. And I actually worked at Bergen as a diet tech for a little while. You did? When I was doing my prerequisites. Okay. How long to, were you
0: in Iowa City doing it as a diet tech? About a
1: year. About a year. And then about a year in Denver. I wanted to moved to Colorado so I went out there and I did that and then ended up coming back to Lincoln okay for the master's
0: and that's when you got your master's that's in when nutrition got
1: master's and then my first job was at Pegler Cisco okay so that was um working with Computrician system and maybe Pe- you can explain a little bit so Pegler Cisco is a it's a food and medical supply distributor okay is so, that here in the
0: Midwest or is it national? It's national now. Okay.
1: Cisco's national. Pegler was the local, okay, one, and they okay. they started out as just you know a family owned mm-hmm. company, and then were bought. But there's Cisco like everywhere, so they supply to hospitals, colleges. Um, they got into some medical supplies, so they're pretty big. So, so I did that, but but me, I was their first dietitian, and and mainly what I did was I just wrote menus for nursing homes that were our. Customers. Oh, okay. And then we put them, we computerized them, and we provided them with six different reports that they could use. You know, like a recipe book, um, cost analysis. I don't even remember so long ago.
0: And Um, that was the Compuserve program.
1: It was, yeah, it was like an added value service. So I really wasn't doing like direct sales. It was more as an added value service Mm. for the company. So I did that about three years. My so first when job. you
0: when you um, it's interesting to me because like the company decided they needed a dietitian for mm-hmm. this part of their added value service. Mm-hmm. Obviously, is mm-hmm. why they hired you. And I mean, were you familiar with that aspect of being a dietitian, or was it something that just caught interest to you? You
1: know, I I had a friend from college that worked there. He was a salesperson and. I was working on my prerequisites, and so they said, "Do you want to come in and you know, like, do data entry for the nutrition system?" And the person that was running it was not a dietitian, and they knew I was studying to be one. So that's kind of how I fell into it. Is he told me about it? And no, I wasn't really aware of <laughs> <You> <laughs> any had no of that. idea. Yeah. So then, when she left, I. Graduated with my master's and got my RD. So then they hired me as the first dietitian. That's really awesome. Yeah, so I was there three years, and then I got married and I moved. And do did you ever have Dr. Stats in college? No, I did not. She was an instructor, and they actually hired her. She had a PhD, and she just. That teaching didn't pay well, so
0: so she wanted to find. So, so yeah. she was so more she, motivated.
1: That's interesting yeah, from a teaching it was. perspective
0: to go to. It was
1: real. You know, she was a college professor, and she went and did that, and she loved it. And I don't know how long she was there, but then after that, they didn't have a dietitian for a while, huh? And I'm not really sure why that was. They but just maybe couldn't find one that was. I'm not sure. I yeah. think they were. I think maybe it was cost cutting or something I don't know but then they they did rehire one and I've met her and she does talks and seminars through Cisco at so they still show. have a
0: dietitian do they just still they just have, have one woman? now okay yeah. mm-hmm. at, their location. at their location I don't know they might if the have other yeah other, if they're throughout the yeah country, and I'm be sure there's a
1: corporate dietitian and mm-hmm. so that's you know that's a different area than I were kind of well, and
0: you were kind of. that Sounds like early in the game with them before yeah. they were even just Cisco. So yeah,
1: at the Lincoln location. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I really don't remember if other branches had a dietitian because the they time. had just become Cisco when when I got there. So other branches may have already had them, mm-hmm. but I was the first one there. So that's really that's a really yeah, exciting. it was a really fun job. I like drove all over Nebraska and Got Kansas to meet with people and. and you know, didn't have kids and stayed in <laughs> hotels and thought that was cool. Yeah. So, so and yeah. And it's
0: kind of great as a young dietitian to kind of be able to experience. Yeah. Did you like the aspect of work, working with nursing homes and working with skilled facilities? Um,
1: you know, in I that, in that I didn't even know enough about anything. You didn't. To, yeah. To you were really, just like, I don't know. I'm
0: just doing the job. So,
1: and they were always so appreciative, you know, because, you know, they only had a consulting dietitian maybe mm-hmm. once a month and, we were handing these um, directors of food service their recipes and the nutrient analysis. And so that was fun because they were very appreciative. appreciative. Yeah. Because they, that would have been a whole other mm-hmm. stuff that they wouldn't have taken
0: time away from. Their right. Child. So that's important. That's an important aspect of being a dietitian. Yeah. Did you feel like you were using your dietitian skills and mm-hmm. things that you learned? And-
1: I did. I I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I wanted something more medical though. Okay. So, I was so you kind were of drawn more, into yeah, that medical aspect. I wanted to do something more medical. Did
0: something, you know, was there like an aha moment since you kind of, you know, you did the diet clerk thing, mm-hmm. so you kind of had a little bit of that medical touch did that mm-hmm. kind of spark your medical interest? So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I had a half-crazy notion of going to med school at one point, but that didn't last very long. <laughs> so I just wanted to get into something clinical. Okay,
0: so let's talk about your clinical path, because that's kind of mm-hmm. where you've, you've spent most of your time Is it a registered right. dietitian.
1: Yeah, and that was a long time ago. So then um, I got married, and we moved to California for a year. Okay. He was doing a resident, not a residency, but kind of a, I don't know, work-study thing program. So I got a job at the pharmacy out there, which is kind of funny cuz now I ended up at a pharmacy, you know, now <laughs> at this stage, but full circle. I was just the enteral coordinator. So again, I would go around to nursing homes and help them with their enterals and calculate things and give talks and things like that. So the so, so most
0: of those nursing homes didn't have dietitians then at the time that were writing.
1: They did he did? So again, it was just kind of an added value service, service from the pharmacy. And I had aspect. to, yeah, I had okay. to deal with the billing, like the certifications, oh, for qualification.
0: Now, that's like a whole other animal. Yeah. Did you know anything about that? No. When you... <laughs> I didn't. So, you learned a lot of that on yeah. the job mm-hmm. from the pharmacy billing aspect. Right. And the like you said, certainly. And then
1: here, 20 years later, whatever it's You're been, dating. now I'm doing that again.
0: <laughs> so. Okay. So, you were out there for a year and you mm-hmm. did that for a year. And did you feel like that, again, was medical enough for you? Was that, or did you like the idea of being in a hospital setting more?
1: Um, I liked it. Um, I would have liked to stay out there, but the cost of living, living is was tough, high. Yeah. yeah, and the pollution and where was it? happening in California? It right. I was in Irvine, okay. but I drove all over the city. It Did was, you? It was so really. So you traveled everywhere. Yeah,
0: it was. So you worked with a lot of different um, just demographics of people too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: and saw a lot of different yeah. types of yeah every situations.
1: different part of. Well, I just called on nursing homes. I didn't go just in homes. nursing homes. homes. Yeah, okay. I didn't go in homes. But, um, yeah, pretty much every part of the L.A. area. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and the interstate was like 10 lanes across, <laughs> and the traffic, and it was enlightening. It was, enlight, it was just interesting. Just different. Yeah. yeah. So then I came back. We moved back, and I got a job with the seaboard group. So that's a competitor of computation. So maybe explain: Is
0: comp nutrition still around? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they use it at CHI.
1: Okay. Yeah. So maybe
0: explain those two things, just you know, for my purposes too, because I'm not very familiar with those computer systems, anal- mm-hmm. nutrition analysis systems. Mm-hmm. Is that what you'd classify
1: them as? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you get into like purchasing, and Kristen would know all about this because she pretty much that's what she was doing at CHI before she left. She was doing. The computrician mm-hmm. system there, mm-hmm. so it's just diet office system. You know the patients and Some putting more the their IT preferences first, like, in IT area. Of yeah, but e-press. you had to have clinical knowledge for the clinical parts of it because okay. there was both. You know the clinical aspect, and then um, the clinical aspect as far as like the diet office. Okay, and it may have changed a lot since. I you did, it. did it initially. Did yeah, mm-hmm. but the Seaboard Group was a competitor of Computrition. They do the same thing, okay. but it's just a different company that you can purchase. And, and then have. yeah, mm-hmm. and then I actually was in sales there, and I would fly around to different. I had the a very big territory. This was before children, so and you were
0: back in Omaha, Nebraska area. Actually, Lincoln, because my Lincoln. husband went to
1: dental school then. Okay, so we were in Lincoln, and I worked out of my home. And oh wow, yeah.
0: And that, you know, I mean, like, for most dietitians out of school, we have food service, clinical, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's about it. There's not a lot of options. So you've had some really—that's an interesting yeah, option, because you were working from home. Yeah. And then flying all over the country. Mm-hmm. So when you're flying all over the country, what kind of—I mean, like, you would go to facilities mm-hmm. and sell the product.
1: Right. Okay. Mostly to hospitals, some colleges. Not It was too big of a system for long-term care places. Because you really had to show that they were going to get, not make a profit, but they were going to streamline things so much with the system that it would pay for itself and more. So, uh, but um, I really, I didn't really care for sales and I wasn't really all that good at it. (laughs) So (laughs) I switched over to training. So then I did training and I would go out. Within the same company? Yeah. Okay. So when somebody bought the system, somebody had to come out and do the, the training on the clinical parts of it, like the diet office system. So I did that.
0: I could see you so, being very good at that. It was
1: three years there.
0: Okay, so three years three there. Three years there,
1: and then along came Jason, my oldest, <laughs> and flying all over the country wasn't really working so well. I bet. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you? You try? You were doing the same role, though. You were. Mm-hmm. So when you would travel, how often were you traveling? Where were you? You
1: know. I was traveling about every week. Every week. And then after my oldest was born, um, my husband was actually staying home with him the first eight months because he had completed his prerequisites but was waiting for dental school to start. Okay. So it, it worked out well. But then once he started dental school, it was I. I had a like a two week meeting. In Ithaca, New York, because they were, that's their headquarters. And it's just like, I can't do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided I really wanted to get into clinical. I wanted to work in a hospital. And I actually got offered um, a job at Methodist to run the seaboard program. Oh. And I almost took it. And I kept applying and applying at St. Joe's, mm-hmm. which. Is now Creighton, and I didn't have that clinical experience, so you know I was, I guess, resigned that I would just go back and work in that area and in the IT, and then all of a sudden Creighton called and gave me a good offer, and I was totally green because my internship wasn't very clinical.
0: So when you did your internship, did you have all those aspects like the
1: you know like the food service, the clinical? We did, but they've they don't do that that. In that particular program it was a, that you were in, right? It was a research program more. So they okay. they had like the community in there, and they had the clinical, but it wasn't anything a like you'd get in a hospital. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything. So you, you didn't know. go into
0: a hospital during mm-hmm. your clinical rotation mm-hmm. in your internship.
1: No, I didn't. So I was really green, which is probably why it took them so long to hire me. <laughs>
0: let's give her a shot
1: (laughs) yeah because you were really most
0: i mean how many years total so maybe six years seven years you did mostly it
1: um let's see well i did the the cisco thing yeah Mm -hmm. that was it pretty much so
0: three four
1: the pharmacy was in the middle four five six seven about seven so I can understand that. Yeah.
0: But you mm-hmm. still had that passion. You were still mm-hmm. really, really drawn to mm-hmm. that clinical hospital setting. Yeah. So even though you had this great offer to work at Methodist and do the c Work, you still were like, I want to be mm-hmm. in that clinical role. So you kept kind of pursuing that. And yes. then you said St. Joe's.
1: And took a leap. and They took a leap, and I stayed there for 21 years. <laughs> so after all that, you so, know. And obviously it turned out to be a great fit
0: for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, thinking about how you did move from lots of different jobs in the beginning, it's kind of like you were looking for that mm-hmm. kind of piece that was going to
1: yeah, sustain and it you. Was, and, and I had very good teachers there, the dietitians that were there. When I first started and was so green. They were really good teachers. <laughs> were they? Yeah. And they're still good friends. So that was really That's, in, that's and that's we went through a, a number lot. through the years. I mean, you were there what, ten? We are ten. Uh, seven years. Seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So So
0: kinda of talk to me about when you started. So you said you were really green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't really know about a lot about clinical.
1: So they put me in cardiology. Okay. So you started So I did a lot of teaching of the cardiac patients.
0: Low-sodium diets. Yes. And,
1: mm-hmm. Tons of that. <laughs> yeah. So, And we didn't have a really um, clinically-focused director there at the time. She wasn't really knowledgeable, but the other dieticians were. Okay. And it was really interesting, and it was cool, because they took us out of the food service department and put us in case management. So we were with the social workers... Um, the case managers, utilization review. I think that was it. And our director was an RN, mm-hmm. but she was awesome, and she really helped us pursue getting you know more into um, the medical stuff because it was kind of more food service oriented before that. Well, if you were under the kids, yeah. if you were in food yeah. service,
0: people thought you were the ones making the toast and yes. bringing coffee. and had and the
1: little food hat on. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she got us into all these policies, and again, this has been a while, so my memory is not the best, but um, we redid all the policies, and we used Aspen guidelines and had algorithms. Algorithms. You can erase that part if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over algorithms um and we would go to like the medical um i'm drawing a blank what is that called the medical staff meetings committee committee where you pass your policies through Um, Yep. and we got a lot of policies clinical policies passed through like specifically for dietitians for dietitians like writing for albumins and Mm pre-albumins and um, we could write for an indirect calorimetry. They had to co-sign, mm-hmm. but she really spearheaded, you know, pushing us in that direction. And so that, that five years was great. And then they decided to contract out, which I think is when I you learning, came on. Yeah, with yeah. Sedexo.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So then they decided to contract out with Sedexo, And so I think we were, in the time you were there, um, we were fighting to keep that clinical
0: aspect of the job
1: yes Mm -hmm. because the patients had very high acuity Mm -hmm. so you really you know needed to have that clinical experience and and I went from being green to being thrown in the fire and doing ICU and and all of that and so
0: you really I mean like when you started you started out kind of in that food service role and then you Mm -hmm. kind of bounced out of it and got us more into that Professional, clinical, nutrition, important mm-hmm. part of the medical team right. role. And then you kind of felt like we went back to more of the food service role a little bit and kind of back into that. Yeah,
1: a little bit. But we, we fought pretty hard to mm-hmm. stay with that. I don't know at what point you came, but um, we fought pretty hard. To keep that yeah.
0: importance of our clinical expertise. And
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think whenever Kim, well, no, there was Katie, a different Katie, had her CNSD at the time. So she did you know, the ICU, and we had a nutrition support team. And then I think maybe Kim got hers next, because Katie went, left, and became a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in there, I went and got mine.
0: Yeah, I want you to talk so, to me about how you kind of got interested in nutrition support and being that CNSD.
1: And Yeah, I, Katie, her name is Von Oldenburg, not the other one, um, was really good at what she did and she got me really interested in it but I realized that I had to really work in clinical and do the ICU because I looked at the study guide for the test and I thought oh my gosh it was intimidating this is not gonna work <laughs> right now so I did end up taking it and I've taken it now every five years you have to renew mm-hmm. so I've taken it four times oh, and I'll so have you- to take it again and 2017 to renew, so it'll be five different. times.
0: Do you think yeah. you kind of found your niche and your passion with like mm-hmm.
1: nutrition support yeah. and that special specialization? Yeah. I, I really loved working in the ICU.
0: That was kind of yeah. your most
1: favorite. I really did like doing that, and then I did the manager role mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. which was kind of fun to. So you do got to work both hats mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you got
0: to be a clinical nutrition manager of dietitians, right. and you had four or five of us. That you, were, like that. that you were in charge of. And then you also mm-hmm. were the ICU, basically the mm-hmm. head of ICU
1: when it came to. Yeah. And then we had that double maternity leave and there was. We did. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> we, half of you and one I of me. I <laughs> remember those
0: days. That was a very stressful that time was. when we were trying to manage yeah. a whole hospital. And I was part time. I wasn't even full-time. so We were like a well-oiled we, machine, we though. We rocked it. We rocked we did. it. We did. <laughs> we did. We worked some crazy hours, but we still got everybody taken mm-hmm. care of, I think. We did. <laughs> even those Nikki <NICU> babies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my lord that's
0: a <laughs> whole nother animal we'll definitely have an interview yeah. with Kim to s- yeah. tell, her, tell us about her NICU experiences yeah. and her expertise but
1: yeah, I always really felt that that, that
0: that was you mm-hmm. know very much I was always inspired by your knowledge in nutrition support and you taught me so much about oh, how to even calculate you. TPNs and tube feedings because I think when you learn that stuff in school mm-hmm. how you apply it in the yeah. actual place is way different you
1: really just have to <laughs> do it you do and it's good to find and, out that
0: the, the mm-hmm. tips and tricks of dietitians Definitely. who are actually practicing it than the ones that are teaching it so it's always interesting to i hear my interns that i have now and i always ask them about their their experience mm-hmm. with calculating in school versus oh, in the hospital yeah. and we all have had those same experiences yeah, t-
1: the tpn is really intimidating when you first do it
0: absolutely i remember I remember you gave me the first task of calculating my first TPN and I did <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> and I was so nervous. It was like doing my first diabetic education. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to do it. But yeah, you I still have my note. Do you remember my notebook that I wrote mm-hmm. everything down? I still have that because I do? still use yes, that. Yes. I definitely
1: remember your little yes. notebook.
0: I still have my badge too. Do you? Isn't that funny? And we
1: had those brown big Yes, those bigger that we
0: kept all of our chart notes in. in mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
1: everything was on paper. Yes, yes. Crazy, but so then I went to bariatrics because Sodexa lost the contract and things kind of got crazy. Okay, and I ended up, um, I had worked a lot with Dr. Force on the nutrition mm-hmm. committee, and so you so, were also
0: a member of that the hospital, there was a nutrition committee at the hospital, mm-hmm. and you were right the member right. that represented the dietitians, right? That
1: well, group. it was kind of our committee, okay, it was our committee, and then we had like a pharmacist, a nurse, um. A few doctors on there, and we would go through them before we passed a new policy or changed okay. anything. So everybody so, was on board yeah. and were aware
0: that it yeah. was happening.
1: <laughs> and Dr. Force was a bariatric surgeon. Well, he was director of surgery and then bariatric surgery surgeon and was on that committee. Okay. So when this all was, was happening, he called me up and said, um, We're trying to revive bariatrics because. The previous surgeon had left, and it kind of had died mm-hmm. down, and so they were ready to revive it. So that's so I decided, okay, I'll do that.
0: So you were part of like that management team. Sodexo was the management team, mm-hmm. and then you actually left that part of being a dietitian for that team and went back to being under the
1: hospital under that surgery team. It was actually under the Department of Surgery. Department of Surgery. Yeah. Okay. So I left the hospital. Side as a contracted person, and went actually over to the Department of Surgery, and that was actually Creighton University. Okay, so you were an employee of the university, right? Right. Wow. So you've even,
0: I mean, thinking about being employed by different entities, just from Mm -hmm. you know, like a a supply company to a pharmacy to a contract company, now to a university that. You would never guess that a dietitian would be employed by all those different
1: types of entities. Yeah, there's a lot of different (laughs) things out there. I mean, I just kind of fell into them. It Mm -hmm. seems like, but but yeah, a lot of
0: a lot of different different employers of dietitians
1: and bariatrics. Well, you did some of that, so Mm a little bit. It's very interesting as far as the psychological Mm -hmm. part of it. I think a lot of times you feel like you're a counselor. Rather than a dietitian. But the surgery part of it was really interesting and learning, you know, all the different procedures. And and then I ran the support group once a month for them. And then they got a new surgeon that came on, and he was really, really good. And so we really kind of rebuilt things and were just kind of tooling along. And then
0: so, you really liked the surgery. Again, you're going back to like your mm-hmm. clinical, mm-hmm. you loved the surgery mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And, and how, like, when it, you know, ICU patients don't really talk a lot. I mean, we don't have a lot of interaction with ICU patients. So, going from that to like interaction with bariatric patients and mm-hmm. like support groups, how yeah. did you, how was that transition
1: for that you? That was a really big transition. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a really big transition. Mm-hmm. But I had a family member that had had that surgery, so I'd always been oh. interested and kind of had a special place connection. in my heart because yeah. she lost 260 pounds, Wow! and it changed her life. So I was always interested from that aspect, mm-hmm. but um, I think the it didn't really have as much clinical as I w- would have liked mm-hmm. or thought there would be, so... So it's still you still you mm-hmm. still know
0: your your passion uh-huh. is definitely that clinical. Well, and I wanted
1: to use the CNS, now it's the CNSC. I wanted to be able to use that and I wasn't really able to use it in that better. position.
0: Which is kind of surprising when it was like that. with the surgery and yeah. Yeah. Did you have um, patients in that would have bariatric surgery that needed nutrition support very often?
1: We did, but usually at the time I had Kim handle them Okay. because she she, you know, worked for Quorum, and they're so knowledgeable about, you know, doing it at home. And so I kind of had my hands in it a little bit Okay, so these when are we would have those patients.
0: That went home on some type of nutrition support. Right. So you didn't yeah. have a lot of involvement, but that mm-hmm. outside company that would go in and help right. them at home.
1: Usually what would happen is they would come back in the clinic, and they would be having complications like a stricture or just mm-hmm. not tolerating things. Um,
0: Able and to keep so, it down.
1: yeah. So they'd put them on TPN for a while, mm-hmm. but they did it in the home. So, and one interesting thing now is it used to be that you would have to be admitted to the hospital to start TPN, and now the way healthcare is going and trying to keep people out of the hospital, we just start people at home from the clinic. Really? Oh yeah. There's no more, and we monitor their labs every day because now I'm doing what Kim does but um yeah it's really been interesting too to see the transition from the hospital days and you know taking care of people um at home Mm -hmm. instead of in the hospital hospital.
0: that's a cool aspect though mm -hmm. for you so you so for you did four years doing the bariatric Mm -hmm and so where does where does that is that bring us to present day currently yeah okay it it was about
1: a year and a half ago and I was I was really kind of scared to make the jump that had been my home for so long um so I waited until they offered it to me three times (laughs) three times and then I decided to make the jump okay um so yeah. So now so that you was,
0: are on that side mm-hmm. of so the hospital was the place that you always felt most comfortable mm-hmm. in, and now you're in the homes helping mm-hmm. people.
1: I actually don't go in the homes okay. really. I think I've only been into a home once. I can. You can go, and if needed, you know I would. But mm-hmm. mostly it's working with the physicians and the, getting the labs, and a lot of the physicians, most of them. Just have me write the TPN, okay, and then they'll sign it. They'll let me make the changes, determine. Yeah, so it's fun. It's stressful, but it's I like it. I definitely like it.
0: So tell me about yeah. Tell me about your current job. What is what is a day like when you're? That's great that uh, physicians that you're working with are so confident in you and your you know expertise that you can write the TPN and they just sign off on it for you. Yeah. That's amazing because if you think about probably where I'm you started, scared. yeah, it's scary. It's
1: a lot of so, responsibility. And but once again, I came into this and I was green because I hadn't done this. <laughs> so they sent me down to our corporate headquarters in Norfolk, Virginia, and I got a um, real quick course of a week. <laughs> a week with and and it's it's doing that and it's also dealing with Medicare, the. Medicaid, Medicare, and then like Tricare, mm-hmm. any of the government insurances, because I have to take the patient's history and put it through um, to try to qualify them. And a lot of times they don't qualify, and then I have to, you know, use my imagination and just you know. So there's you're working criteria. on the
0: billing kind of certification part too. Yeah.
1: I mean, no. I have to qualify them. Okay. I don't per se do the billing, but I sure. have
0: to... You have to find the reason why they're they're needing to right. do that.
1: Right. So for service. enteral, there's certain criteria, like they have to have dysphagia, and they'll, they'll want to see the actual swallow study. They oh. won't just take a doctor saying they have dysphagia. Mm-hmm. So the clinical A's and go out there, and they collect the stuff that I need, and then we send it to our Medicare review team, and they look at it, and... Sometimes they'll disagree, you know, <laughs> really? and then I have to put my neck on the line because and and corporate helps me with that. You know, I can so get great them. support
0: from your. Yeah, goods. definitely. That's
1: good. Yeah. So they'll say, yeah, you know, this person should qualify and and then they'll have to we'll have to sign off on it. So that's a little bit scary, too, because that is, you know, if they come back and audit, then.
0: You have a there's really a good uh, malpractice insurance, I'm assuming. Well, <laughs> just <hopefully>. in case. Through here.
1: Yeah. Yes, through your. Yeah. Yeah, so, through your, through your job. so, yeah.
0: So, you, so, your title, you work for Imp Science, mm-hmm. and your title is? Um, nutrition Support Dietitian, I think.
1: Nutrition oh, Support oh, Dietitian? Too. Yeah. Just, yeah, there's the card.
0: Oh, there. Thank you. So that's really, yeah. I think that's amazing. Like you said, the transition of how, you know, the d- p- patients don't even have to come into the hospital to mm-hmm. get the service and you're providing it outside of a hospital setting. And mm-hmm. you've seen that change over the last years and how many people are actually on this type of nutrition mm-hmm. support at home is amazing. To yeah.
1: Me. And, and we have to monitor real closely for refeeding syndrome. Okay. Just like we did in the hospital, mm-hmm. but we do it at home and we get daily labs, you know, for three days or so and we start them really low and give them thiamine and just kinda watch things and then gradually increase them.
0: That's so, so neat. So you're really yeah. you're really kind of applying all the things that you mm-hmm. did at the hospital. And so how do you feel like now that you're at this role, this part in your life with all the things that you've done in the past? Is it kind of like, do you feel like you're still living out your passion as a registered dietitian? I, that you, yeah, I feel, yeah,
1: I feel that I am. Good. Um, it's, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a lot more stressful than any job I've ever had. Is you it? Know, and it's, yeah. It's Just because of the stressful. responsibility. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The responsibility, and a lot of people rely on you. And there's only one of me here, so okay. I'm basically on call 24-7 you if are. something comes up yeah the pharmacists rotate but since I'm the only one so if I go on vacation I can you know like if I would go on an extended vacation I can have corporate dietitians okay. do it but they're not familiar with um, they're not familiar with our patients so I usually just try to do it myself because even I when can, you're on, mm-hmm. on vacation yeah here, super dietitian I'm, I'm gonna have to <laughs> take a real vacation i think because
0: say so when's the last time you've taken a vacation
1: well i went a real one i went to see my mom in shatter and she was sick and mm-hmm. so i covered when i was there and then last year i went to new york but i did cover while i was there did you if they called me at a yankees game i couldn't hear <laughs> so i had to call them back later but they you know my phone has my email on it mm-hmm. and so they can just scan email it to you and email stuff, and then I can look at the labs and look at the prescription and say, you know, they need twenty more of sodium chloride or whatever it happens to be. See, I'm just so, amazed by
0: how I feel like your role as a you know a CNSD is so much like a doctor. You just and well, pharmacists and, and all these different entities combined. And I'm sure Kim's
1: the same way too. And the pharmacists, you know, are constantly coming to me asking me what to do, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like. You're like, don't. (laughs) Why
0: are you? You're kind of
1: thinking, don't you know this? (laughs) And and I I guess I didn't expect to have that much, what's the word I'm looking for, that much responsibility Mm -hmm. or that, because there, I mean, there are some doctors that kind of, you know, want to have their hands in it. But most of them don't really know how to do it.
0: Which I think is, I mean, honestly, it probably yeah. is good because you do get respected mm-hmm. as the person that knows nutrition where doctors don't have right. that same education. And
1: and that's, you know, in the hospital, you don't always feel that way. No. Mm-hmm. So it is different that you, I feel like we're really respected in mm-hmm. this job.
0: That's great.
1: You know, just as far as it's a whole different. And our corporate is very instrumental in that. Because there are support from your yeah. corporate office, and there are branches that don't have a dietitian in the branch. Mm-hmm. They have to use corporate, and they some of those branches don't have quite the respect. They think the pharmacist should be able mm-hmm. to do it all. So it kind of varies from branch to branch.
0: Well, I think it probably has a, a difference of also who their dietitian is or. I, I'm sure that you probably get a lot more respect just because of your knowledge and your expertise and maybe some other dietitian that maybe doesn't have well, the same I'm expertise. maybe I'm just bossy. Or you're bossy. You could be that, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never thought you a bossy. Maybe from but. having kids and bossing everybody around. <laughs> Taking charge. That's all right. Yeah. But you keep
0: yourself educated, too, and that's a very important yeah. part because you— I mean, there's so much that you that changes, I'm sure, from every five-year certification or is mm-hmm. it pretty simul- similar? I don't really know a lot well, about this certification the certification process. I was just
1: talking to Kim about this the other day. The first three times I took it, it was similar. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it from the CNSD, which was Clinical Nutrition Support Dietitian, and it like the doctors that got certified took their own tests. The nurses that got certified had their own pharmacists had their own. we had our own. Well, then they combined it all. Oh. And that's why it's CNSC now. It's CNS yeah, okay. instead of dietitian.
0: So then everybody's under that same
1: right. Okay, so that was when I took it four years ago, that was the first time it was that way. and it was I thought it was a lot harder because
0: yeah they're it was you a lot broader. They wanted umbrella. you to know
1: pharmacy you know stuff about what the tpn looking like means and you know stuff that i wasn't as familiar with Mm -hmm. so yeah do you
0: think you are just as nervous for your test every five years as you were as the initial rd exam yeah
1: yeah yeah i i I have to say though i'm going to be very nervous in 2017 because now I have to have it for my job. Okay, it's a
0: requirement. And I never
1: had to have it.
0: You did it kind of as I'd, I like to have uh-uh, it. I'd yeah. like to have
1: it, but and it's very expensive. Is it to take? How much is it to take the test? I think it's like three hundred, if I remember okay. right. But then there's like study materials that sure you pretty much have to get. Does your employer pay for that?
0: No. Okay. So that comes out of your pocket.
1: And actually. The funny thing is, when I was the bariatric dietitian with Creighton, they paid for it that year. <laughs> and you didn't really use it. <laughs> and I didn't really use it, yeah. I <laughs> paid for it that year. So some employers then, might mm-hmm. pay for the test. And I think, yeah, Sodexo paid once, I think, if I remember right. But not all of them do because it's. they look at it as that's part of your education mm-hmm. so that's part of but your it responsibility it is a nice perk If so it might be a good thing to ask if things.
0: people are thinking mm-hmm. about becoming one to see if their employer would cover it mm-hmm. do you feel as a registered dietitian that those specialty certifications are um, beneficial for a dietitian to make more advancements in their career or more money in their career
1: I think I don't know much about the others I know the oncology one mm-hmm. um depending on what position you're in, what hospital you're in. Like if, for example, Nebraska Medicine, they're very supportive of them specializing and going forward, you know, whether it's transplant, oncology, whatever. Um, But I think it depends on where you are. So like the oncology one, I want to get. Okay. So you just log a certain number of hours Contact hours mm-hmm.
0: with oncology patients, right?
1: And so I've worked. That's a lot of who I work with is the stomach cancer. The okay. do you remember what Doctor Logie did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Doctor Foster does that, and we get a ton of his patients because he does TPN and he's got a very high volume. So a lot of the patients are gastric cancer, um, the peritoneal carcinomatosis, mm-hmm. those kind of patients. So I've got you know a lot of time that I spend on those. So hours-wise, sure. I would be fine. But then I found out you have to be involved in two research projects oh. that are oncology-specific. Oh, wow. So I'm working on that part of it. Which I'm sure you can probably find. But I think I think when I get that, it'll, it'll make us just as a company more marketable to say, you know.
0: We have this specialty dietitian mm-hmm. that
1: focuses on For oncology. That, yeah, because a lot of our patients are oncology all the way around. That's interesting. So...
0: I think, And I, I think that's interesting that you said that that's something that maybe that you want to do because I think a lot of dietitians mm-hmm. don't know that those specialties are out there, and that mm-hmm. does make you—obviously, there's a lot involved, and you're also already getting some of those contact hours, so think of all the dietitians mm-hmm. that could be doing the same thing, too. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I guess I kind of looked at it as, well, gosh, I'm doing all this anyway. I might as well get my certification. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, then I found out about the research projects. Um, the diabetes one, I'm sure—
0: Yes. You know that yes. that one's
1: very worthwhile, and Absolutely. they a lot of times want to hire a CDE. Yes, and that's again so, contact hours again right. too. Right. So, what are the other ones? Is there's a there's sports
0: renal one. sports? Renal, uh-huh. I think there's five of them, and then oncology. I can't remember.
1: And I'm sure the dialysis clinics probably like the renal. I'm sure they do certification, and I think there'll
0: probably be more that mm-hmm. they'll add on to that too. I think that's just a great way to also not feel like you maybe have to go back to school, but you can mm-hmm. kind of focus on that specialty mm-hmm. area
1: mm-hmm.
0: of what
1: interests you
0: or what you're working in, which is awesome. So how long have you been
1: working with Infuse Science then total? It's been a year. It'll be two years in January. Two years in January. Yeah. And you like it here? Going to stick I around do. for a while? Uh, yeah. 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 Good. yeah. Good. Yeah. Omaha's market is pretty... Crazy now, you know, with CHI being having so many of the hospitals mm-hmm. and something that I ran into, like the Nebraska Medical Center having its own internship program, mm-hmm. they do a lot of hiring from within. So getting into a good internship program, I think that
0: that you know, helps.
1: Yeah. Can and,
0: secure more positions.
1: Right. Your your chances of getting on a place like that where they do promote dietitians and respect them and, and all of that because it's very hard to get in. I well, think I, otherwise. I think
0: about when I went to through my internship, I was so grac- grateful I had a job offer from you guys because at the time there wasn't a lot of job opportunities mm-hmm. available. So I do think internships, well, they already kind of mm-hmm. have you trained. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, it's a perfect fit to kind of
1: slide it. And they're doing Iowa State again, I guess. Are they? After. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was another aspect of your job. You were a preceptor, and you also mm-hmm. had interns. And that was something that you guys did for quite a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny now. I don't know if it's funny, but <laughs> but they hired a guy dietitian at Creighton.
0: Which is new. A lot, a lot more males yeah. are in the
1: field. And then... The position that Jen was going to take but didn't, I heard, and I don't know if this happened, but the other candidate they were looking at was the guy. Wow. And imagine having like 50% of your staff being male. Be male. Would it be completely
0: unheard of 20 years ago? Yeah. Which I think is good. I think the variety for having different perspectives Mm -hmm. of of male and female and a predominantly female dietitian. That just reminded me because I
1: remember having a male intern
0: when we were there. We did, we did have an intern. He was very much into food service, I think, mm-hmm. if I remember. Yeah. yeah, that was different for us to have. I had a male intern this uh, past year, too. So that did was, ya? yeah, it was fun. It was my first one as an intern. So I think it's great that we're getting a little bit more variety in our field. And he ultimately wanted to focus on sports nutrition. I think that was kind of his mm. goal. So
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: again, we just have lots of opportunities all different types of opportunities as
1: dietitians so
0: it's good thanks to people like you have lots of different experiences
1: that can pave the way you certainly have evolved a lot since your creating days
0: i think it all just like you said you just kind of find things that Mm -hmm. you always brings you back to different things and clinical has always been a an interest of mine but
1: and you do that in your job Yes. too yeah with the
0: teaching and I still have the teaching stuff. aspect and some MNT and
1: and I think the more the longer you work and the longer you're out there the more contacts you get and then mm-hmm. you kind of fall into things. different opportunities mm-hmm. and
0: that's what's great about being a dietitian I think is you do meet so many different uh, dietitians and resources mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're kind of like a little network that mm-hmm. we think of oh you know sherry would be a great person for this job or She'd be a great person to do a talk at a, at a university or something like that for future options of dietitians that we know to do different things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. It is fun. It's, yeah. That's why it's fun to
0: do things like this with you, because then I get to come back and relive some of your dietitian
1: days that we spent together. I know. <laughs> and it's like I, I that picture from M's Pub, oh. I, I just always think, oh, bro. Those were the days. Those were the days Those we go out to days. lunch. Yeah, we, we had fun. Those were fun. Well, I appreciate the
0: serious questions, so I have some fun questions for us to end our podcast with. Uh, what is your favorite food?
1: My favorite food? Mm-hmm. Wine. Wine? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that, was <laughs> that was a joke. Food? That was a joke. Oh gosh, probably cheese. Cheese. You like Which cheese? Isn't a great thing.
0: Cheese is fantastic. Yeah.
1: I love cheese. I love cheese too. It just has a lot of fat. <laughs> What's your least favorite food? Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. I don't know why. I just has don't it always like it. been your least favorite? I just don't like it. And <laughs> I like every other melon, but I just Not don't like cantaloupe. it. Interesting. What's your favorite
0: drink? You can say wine now if you want to. Wine, wine, <laughs>
1: perfect. What's your least favorite drink? Um, sweetened iced tea. Sweet
0: iced tea. Well, you're never gonna live in the south then, right? No.
1: <laughs> I can do regular iced tea, just with not lemon sweetened. in it. But I don't like sweet in my sweet, coffee sweet. in my tea. I just that's not. I your just thing? don't. That's all right
0: what's your favorite smell and it can be anything it doesn't have to be food
1: my favorite smell mm. would be candles at candles. Christmas at Christmas like cinnamon like candles Christmas yeah. flavors yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what's your least favorite smell my least favorite smell cantaloupe <laughs> <laughs> cantaloupe we'll just go with that I like that <laughs> And then the last question is, what is your guilty pleasure when it comes to food?
1: Uh, my guilty pleasure would probably be guacamole. Guacamole. That and probably like... some cheese dip, too. <laughs> or spinach well, you got some, dip.
0: You got some heart-healthy fats and some some cheese fats. So, perfect. Well, that's, I love, I just love answering those, or asking those fun questions. So, thank you for for doing that and thanks for spending time with me today and it's always great to reconnect with people that have a very close place to my heart so
1: thanks so much yeah we have to schedule something else so we can
0: keep on keep our conversation Mm -hmm. going absolutely that was such a wonderful conversation with sherry it takes me back to my clinical nutrition days and working with her and the other dietitians in our little teeny tiny office We had the best conversations in that tiny office, and I also learned so much of my clinical nutrition knowledge during that time. I'm really lucky to have her in my life, and she's such a great mentor and friend. Please go to annelizabethrd.com, where my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? is available, and you can also find all of our show notes and links to things we talked about during our conversation. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at annelizabethrd. And as I leave you today, and every time we're together, I remind you to be great always, find the joy in each day, and start a conversation that truly matters.